if this were a memoir, yeah. I would put juicy things from my own life. Right, right. Like what kind of things would you put in there that nobody knows? Well, I guess the biggest thing that nobody knows about me is I'm a deeply closeted gay man. What? I mean, that's, I mean, that's, you're a gay man? I'm not gay. I said I'm deeply closeted. <laughs> what? I'm Wait. as straight as an arrow. <laughs> so you're a gay man who won't admit it? No, no. Do you know what deeply closeted means? Yeah. It means a man who will not acknowledge that he's gay. Yes. So I'm telling you, I'm not gay. <laughs> I got a wife. I just, you got a wife. I That's just got married because I thought, uh, go through that charade, uh, keep appearances up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's but, the so, kind of thing you'd tell if yeah. this were a memoir. Yeah, yeah, if this, this were a memoir. Right. If this were a memoir, I would tell about my wife. What a battle axe. <laughs> A I mean, battle axe? I mean, I, no I, one's I, called their wife a battle axe since 1945. Listen, come. How do you feel about a woman? She's supposed to be my life partner. I look in the mirror the other day and I says to her, I says, honey, I look in the mirror and all I see is a fat, ugly old man. And I need you to give me a compliment. She says, all right then. Uh, your eyesight is damn near perfect. I said, you dirty dog. <laughs> Oh, Jerry, let me tell you something. I got this great idea. I got this, I got this, this, this fucking cousin, right? He's got this right. kid. Won't shut her mouth. Oh, jabba, don't jabba, jabba, get jabba. me started. Oh, oh fucking just, kids. Just, 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 just jabba, jabba, jabba all day long. It just won't huh. shut the hell up. And I'm guessing ungrateful. A super ungrateful. Fucking kids. Ugh. <sighs> But anyway, let's let's talk about this kids movie we're making. Ugh. It's got to be a kids movie. It's got to be a kids movie. That's where the money. That's where that's one of the that's money where, rolls in. That's, that's what, what I've heard. That's what I've yeah. heard. Uh, uh, can we uh, can we do something so the kids are just just terrible? Oh, we'll, we'll make every kid as unlikable as possible, and oh. let's have the villain kid talk like a grown up because that's everyone's favorite trope. Oh, yeah, when, when, and you know what we should do? So that in case any of these kids actually do get around to seeing it, put in a bunch of references that they're not going to get. Oh, man, I'm thinking Andy Griffith. Little Rascals. Oh, Witness. Yeah, yeah, we'll put that all in there. And you know what? Make every last kid dumber than a bag of hammers. Oh, and shit, listen to this. Hmm? We're also going to make the whole thing uh, one kid's dream. Okay, <laughs> stay with me. Oh, yes. And every character, almost every character is going to be super racist, so it's going to make everybody think that just kids are just racist. So not only that, it's a kick in the nuts to kids, it's a kick in the nuts to parents who actually went to see it because it's all a dream. Yeah. All right, like, shut up. Let's go make some money. Wow. Oh. 
Hello! Oof, you're far too keyed up for this friggin' movie. Wow. That was this impressive. Is, <laughs> this is the What Were They Thinking podcast. I am Brendan. And I'm Nathan. And we talk about bad to questionable questionable movies. Sometimes I don't pronounce all the syllables in the words I'm saying. I but, guess one uh, should be a bad to questionable career choice. Yeah, bad to questionable a lot of stuff. But we are, of course, talking about what else could we be talking about? But 1994's hit of the summer, North. And as I subtitled it in my notes, so it's come to this. <laughs> Oh, and we're not alone, as you may have uh, heard his voice just a few minutes ago. Ladies and gentlemen, the the uncle of, uh, well, I guess he'd be the nephew of uh, legendary Three Stooges member Mo Howard. Ladies and gentlemen, Galen Howard. You know, that's that's a part of my legacy I don't discuss often, but, you know, I, as Nathan said, it has come to this. <laughs> well, you don't <laughs> like to brag. I, yeah, I'm 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 a humble servant of uh, of the Lord. Um, oh, and by, oh no. and by And by the Lord, I mean you know my um, the, the guy on the corner who calls himself the Lord, and it's like oh. and it's like call me the Lord or I'll kill you. And I'm like, okay, Lord. <laughs> it's, it's, it seems like a small price to pay to get home uh, with your grocery purchases. Right? You know, when you're in when you're in the dangerous streets of Culver City, absolutely. <laughs> Well, there just, we go. Just braving these streets, baby. Yep, it's a it's a Walking tough Scrabble those world. Streets alone. Yeah. Exactly. Sitting on the dock of the bay. No, that wasn't that song. I know, yeah. but I decided to make it that song. Okay. Great. That's so, it, it. Has come to this. <laughs> it has come you to know, this. I swear, sweet. I know Brendan doesn't have any kids, but it's, he he tells jokes like a dad sometimes. Just mm-hmm. you know, just randomly jumps over to a song that has nothing to do with the song that was referenced. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's just kind of that's that's, that's that's also just like a sign of our age. You know, that's just what we do. It's like yeah. <laughs> I want so north. So north. North. <laughs> so north. Wait, what? Oh, north. Yeah. So All we're right. talking about a movie from 1994. This is wow. a, a film. A family film, a family fantasy comedy, our second Rob Reiner film, oh, and wow. uh, this stars Elijah Wood. If I could describe the plot of this movie and, and make my can. best attempt at it, um, <laughs> which which I can't. Is that a challenge? <laughs> I mean, I've tried. Oh, you've tried just like in general, like you just, just in general, in like people are like, "What's North about?" And you know, two hours later, you know. Several they drinks. still don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I saw. The, I think I've now seen this film about three times, and it's it's still a struggle. Three times. Wow. Yeah. No, we'll get into it, but yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I I witnessed this film as a child, and I think you know I'm. It, it, it you know it was the subject of you know several therapy sessions at least. North, 1994. Plot. We open with a logo and some credits. And we see a bunch of toys. So, so so far it's a movie. Yeah, we know so for a fact movie. that it's a, that it is a movie. We've and got it's whimsical. You're taking you're taking out your checklist. You're saying okay, 35 millimeters, I think. Right, you know, Castle Rock. Um, you know, uh, Columbia. You hey, know? Rob Reiner's a guy I know. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a good, that is a place to start because this is, I mean, up until this point, this is his eighth film and, you know, all seven of his previous films were in one way or another a home run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and it's like, what a, I mean, I mean, if you're going to break that streak, I mean, I guess this is how you break it. (laughs) Uh, in stellar fashion. I mean, oh, this boy. is the guy who just did like a few good men. Uh, uh, this is Spinal Misery, Tap. Spinal Tap. I Harry mean, Met Sally. Princess Bride. It's like everything, like boom, boom, boom. It's like this guy can do no wrong. And then we learn with North. Oh no, it's <laughs> quite possible. <laughs> he can, he's. He can do he's. A whole I mean, bunch he's. A, it turns out he's quite good at making a just unwatchable film. He really Martin breasted himself. Oh boy, did he. <laughs> So we look at toys and snow globes and trains for a long, long time in this kid's room. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, it is, it, it, it's, it's basically like telling you this is a children's movie. This is whimsical. This is like we're, do, we're just, we're, just uh, we're hitting all the buttons. Yeah, and if, you, and if you guys pay close attention, all these things are foreshadowing. <gasps> Brilliant. Uh, yeah, probably. Because <laughs> um, what's in off- the snow globe? Is there something in the snow globe? Uh, uh, it's snow. Okay. Probably an igloo. Yeah. Got, okay. Oh, yes. You know, um, it, yes. It, so it's foreshadowing a lot of, of, of grotesque, uh, racial insensitivity. Yep. But, uh, before we get to that, cause that's a ways away, we meet, uh, Elijah Wood. He is, he plays North and, uh, he his does. parents are George and Elaine from Seinfeld. They sure are. Which was weird. <laughs> I, I, you know, I. Julie Louis Dreyfus is pretty, but I don't think it's Jason Alexander being involved in the making of a kid would make anything as beautiful as Elijah Wood. <laughs> I, I think that's I think that's safe to say. I don't think he was the real father in that situation. I think he like jumped in with you know he he was a big man at the pants factory and was like I'm gonna you know you and your beautiful oh. kid you know I'm gonna you know take you to I'm um, you know the road to the road to success. Yeah, he's Inspector Number Six. He's tough. He's hot shit. Like he is how, hot can, shit. how can you yeah. how can you turn we, that down? You do, you this film does if you pants longer than you've been wearing pants. Yeah, if you want to see Jason Alexander in boxers, you know this children's film is for you. That was on the box, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so they're having a conversation at dinner and totally ignoring North. And as any good kids and movie, each other, and each pretty other, much, yeah. But but as any, they good were just ki- saying stuff, and not acknowledging what the other one was saying. At one point, Jason Alexander says, "I saw blood in my stool." Which is the yeah. marker of any good children's movie. <laughs> also, the marker of any good children's movie is one that opens with a cardiac arrest of a child. Oh, panic attack. He's fine. Also, I got things. I got notes about North. They go out of their way, though, to specifically say that he's going into cardiac arrest, as as we hear from our narrator, Bruce Willis. More on that yes. later. Mm-hmm. More on that. little um, bastard. Yeah. Don't even ask me about it. If I want to perform know. a delicate brain operation, I'm not your man. I don't want to talk about it. If, on the other hand, you have any questions whatsoever regarding the quality of a fine pair of pants, look Just no further. about it, I'm getting the money. Pants, that's what I know. I know pants. Uh, All kinds of pants. I had a day. Let me tell you something. So then he says to me, oh, yeah? What about it's chinos? Something was for those Hebrew slaves in ancient <laughs> Egypt. Yeah. Chinos, yeah, I know chinos. Those slaves were in Disneyland compared to working in a travel agency. Then to me about yeah. jeans. Please, I grew up on jeans. Uh, you know, I'm sure being whipped while you're building a pyramid is no then bargain. Then he brings up now he's insulting me. But those slaves didn't have to book the Himmelmans nonstop to Boca. Einstein knew arithmetic, Pavarotti knows singing, and I know pants. North was positive he was having a coronary. 
North is very smart. He plays baseball. He he wears Jewish face while doing Fiddler on the Roof. He's uh, Tevya. He he plays a mean Tevya. You know, I just I like that transition of like um you know just to you know show all of his you know all the ways that he's overachieving you know academically, athletically, and Tevya Art- artistically. Yeah, as Tevya. That's that is like kind of the marker of artistic, uh, you know, excellence is you know playing Tevya and in yeah. in Jewish face. <laughs> um, and then he just passes out at the table, and I know there is parents, but it was weird to me that the first line is loosen his pants. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I guess because that's just how how his how Jason Alexander's character thinks. It's all tied to pants. True. It's all about the yeah. pants. Yeah, but no, that was a very troubling line. Um, and everybody's super impressed with him. He he's at a, he does a science fair. Oh, but then guys, then the parents, the parents arguing, the parents ignoring him. As North says, really starting to weigh on him. He's not doing so well in Fiddler on the Roof anymore. He's not playing baseball. No, or Hamlet, rather. Yeah, it was it Hamlet? Hamlet. Yeah, because well, that- he goes to be or not to line B. <laughs> B. Well, that that's, I mean, that's the thing. I don't think it's the acting thing then. I think he just wasn't playing to his strengths, which is, which is Tevia in Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> right. Shakespeare <laughs> was just a little out of he it. Could, yeah. Even he the, can play you know, Jewish. He, he can't play Danish is what yeah. you're. Yeah. There but you go. Okay. Yeah. Elijah Wood, these days, just as delicious as a Danish. Um, <laughs> Yum. So, so he's failing at stuff. Uh, this is why WWE Hall of Famers think we're married, Brendan. <laughs> Well, oh, <laughs> because of my Elijah Wood comments. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. You know what? Don't. Yeah. I've. I've been. Oh, I can, don't worry. Before, I picked up so. that wrestling reference. I've, I've seen all the wrestling. <laughs> Nathan, uh, that's all well and good, and I'm sorry for making it sound like that. Uh, can you go get the laundry if you don't mind? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Feed thanks. the cats. Would you feed the cats? <laughs> thanks, babe. Uh, so yeah, I yeah, I really like I really like how the baseball the baseball coach comes over and he's like North are you having problems you North the best yeah. person in the world so that's um and 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 for people who are enjoying this film which is no one that they will note that that is uh the writer of this of uh, this glorious film Alan Zweibel yes who he uh, gave us a Gary, it's Gary Shandling's show and North Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. A great writer, um, and then he made North. Uh- <laughs> Correct. Yes, a great a writer, not evidenced by this film. But thankfully, guys, North has his secret spot where he gets to think, and that spot is a giant armchair in the mall. I mean, that's that's pr- that's kind of a go-to. It's my yeah. it's my go-to. I I thought it's a very '90s thing for your special place to be the mall. To I be really a, to be the top place of of uh, of human consumption of right. you know of con, of consumer indulgence is the you know that's where I, you know, you get your deep thinking done. Yeah, you know, that's his really, zen spot. Is is the is a isn't a just a, a tribute to commercialism. <laughs> yeah, you really get your deep thinking done there. You really like you know you make your big life choices. You know when you're just in the mall of America or whatever. Yeah, but did you see that chair he was sitting in? You could do some deep thinking in that chair. Yeah. But not when uh, not when Bruce Willis in, a, in an Easter Bunny costume is sitting next to you. Oh, you mean Harvey? <laughs> and okay, so a question: Is he an okay? Maybe this is I. I might be crazy. Is he supposed to be a real rabbit? No, he's the Easter Bunny. 
Mutant. No, because remember he shows up at the end to give him a ride. And he's home. got the costume. Uh, okay, because that first yeah. spoiler he, he was... alert for this turret of a movie. Because <laughs> he's eating a carrot and shit, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> he's just he's just methoding it. He's really just he's getting into it. He's brandoing that shit well, with he, the with, with the carrot. He indicates that he's he's independently wealthy, so he just goes around to malls and festivals to play mascots because he likes to play mascots. So yeah, Galen might have something there that he just might be super method about the mascot that he's playing. Yeah, I mean this is Bruce Willis we're talking about. At the height of being Bruce Willis. It was nice to see emotion in his face because we don't get that a whole lot these days. <laughs> nope. nope. Not since Cop Out. Um, but yeah. most of that was just it was just his his rage against Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah. His his annoyance at being on the set. But it, okay, so by the way, guys, I hope listeners, I hope you like Bruce Willis because he shows up about eighteen more times as eighteen different characters. This is his Peter Sellers. This is his like oh, yeah. Peter Sellers turn, you know. Oh, and every character well, a fully I was fledged say Lon Chaney Jr. But <laughs> <laughs> a full fledged, uh, full th- full character uh, oh, yeah. with lots of different characteristics. So all of his characters, just in a nutshell, I just want to get this out of the way right now because they offer no advice, no help, and they're just no. there for North to be like, I don't like my current situation, and he's like, Yeah, it sucks. That's it. That's basically what it is. I was actually surprised, Nathan, you mentioned, because I did notice that he did, there was some joy in his eyes. I'm like, why is it the movie North where I'm noticing the joy in Bruce Willis' eyes? It's because he still had joy in his eyes for a long time after this movie. I mean, even when we did Striking Distance, he still looked like he was doing, he was having fun. He liked being there. Yeah, I was a little more taut with the, uh, you know, the the tension in the movie, but he's still there. It's not like you, you tune in to see this shell of a man now every time he's just just a a husk of what bruce willis used to be every time yeah that um striking distance had more had more valuable messages for children than this movie (laughs) (laughs) right like when you have a girlfriend get her to give you an autographed picture of herself (laughs) yep and make sure you keep them all on your houseboat right so uh so, yeah, so Bruce Willis is just, like, listening to his problems, and North is like, you know what? My parents are ignoring me, and he's like, yeah, you know, I wish it was, like, baseball, but it's not. You can't just pick the team that you're on, and he's like, wait a second. Yes, I can. I'm going to pick new parents. Yeah, and then we get a whole bunch of we get a whole bunch of stuff where they're talking about how how much of a, a good reputation North has. We're reminded of that about 25 times in the movie. But these parents... tell you... Yeah, if, if I was a kid, I would hate fucking North. And I also have questions about all these parents in town because there's like kid, there's like a kid brushing and the parent is like, did you floss? He's like, no, North flosses. North always looks both ways. Why do these parents know so much about North? <laughs> I want to know that. Like a little yeah. too much. I, you know, I was I was thinking a lot about this with the with all of the adults in this movie. I don't think there's a single adult in this movie who couldn't be um, arrested for child abuse <laughs> in some capacity, with maybe the exception of John Ritter because he's John Ritter, but that's about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, he also mentions to Bruce Willis because he talks about like Mozart, and he's like, "Oh, at least Mozart's dead and doesn't have to feel my pain." 
Right. No, but Amadeus Mozart. Let's say it correctly. Amadeus, yeah. <laughs> Amadeus. Amadeus yeah. Mozart. Yeah. Well, because Bruce Willis can't pronounce the name because he's he's just a dude. He's just a dude. I'm just a guy here. I just showed up with my bunny costume. I'm just a guy standing in front of a kid telling him he should leave his parents. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> that makes Again, it I should be arrested. So much worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that grown uh, man in the bunny costume said I should just leave my parents and go on the road. Yeah. Nothing suspect about that. Yeah, and then, you know, he then he invited me back to his place to play a special game. <laughs> solid solid advice there, kid. Ah, the 90s. <laughs> so, North goes to see his friend uh, Winchell. Get it? Because he's a newspaper editor. Hey! Yeah. Because uh, those, are, those are references that kids are going to get. Yeah, know? Walter Winchell. All the kids love Walter, Walter oh, Winchell. Oh, yeah. That, I, I mean, I remember oh, I took my Christ. Walter Winchell lunchbox to school every day. You know, the kids in school today, it's Pop Rocks and Walter Winchell. They can't shut up about either. See, I was always a Hearst guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's why that's why you're so adamant against Citizen Kane. Right. (laughs) Yeah, he got a he got a bad rap. They called it what? (laughs) (laughs) That was his girlfriend, you son of a bitch. Uh, but yeah, this kid at the newspaper, as the newspaper editor, you know, he's like, what a scoop! Because again, kids love 1950s mm. fast talk. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. A kid you become know, a... It, yeah, a little, a little Howard's Hawk, you know, pat, pitter-pat dialogue, you know, just get the kids, you know, all in a tizzy. He also references Watergate. <laughs> this could be my Watergate. Um, and again, children are sitting there watching this being like, when's the comedy start? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, they, yeah. They love some good, you know. Uh, they, you know, those those are the kids with the Bob Woodward lunchbox. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the Bernstein one. I was a real outcast. <laughs> but I had Elmore Elmore Bernstein lunchbox. Well, of course, of course. You know, Magnificent Seven. Yeah, I got so much trouble when I brought my Deep Throat lunchbox to school. <laughs> oh yikes! <laughs> mm, guys, oh, Harry you- Reams, boy. Guys get made fun of uh, for bringing your uh, G Gordon Liddy lunchbox to school because I always got shit for that. Oh boy, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I mean, when I brought the William F. Buckley lunchbox, that was kind of the last straw. <laughs> then it was being shoved in lockers, you know, for the for the rest of, for the rest of existence. Actually, after a while, I got accused of being you know non patriotic, so eventually I had to start bringing a Conrad Black lunchbox on to mm-hmm. school. It's the logical Sorry. progression. Oh, uh, North. Um, so, so yeah, they give this poor kid, this poor kid actor, the worst fucking dialogue in the world, and he's like, "You need new parents, and you need them now." Yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, that, that. Yeah, that. That kid is no longer acting, and oh, I don't I, blame I him. We can see why. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I f- kind of feel bad for him, honestly. I know. No, I. I mean, no, I, I mean, I say I can. I can understand. You know, if, if he's like, if this is. If this is as good as it gets right ne- right here, I mean, why continue? We get a little bit of uh, George, uh, Jason Alexander, working at the Pants Factory, which is a scene that I guess is supposed to be funny. Well, you know what? This was one of the first things that, because, yeah, there's there's everybody's working at the Pants Factory. At the Pants Factory. Woohoo, 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 woo. Uh, and they're all doing, you know, their, their pant testing and, and stuff, but they're all, they all have to apparently exist in in the situations that the pants are made for. So we've got Jason Alexander doing prom dance because he's wearing, like, powder blue tuxedo pants. He's, he's like, a, testing them. Like, can it yeah, sustain this or this? Yeah. 
there's rabbi pants next to him and there was another one too and i'm just like this is ridiculous why is this and this sort of stuff happens a lot throughout the movie like just these weird caricature-esque moments uh and I was like, "This wait, is wait, are, you, fucking you, you mentioned the you mentioned the rabbi. I mean, are you are you insinuating that there's like some um you know there's there's some you know you know cultural demographics in this film that maybe aren't uh, you know respectfully portrayed? Well, that's that's definitely a point, but that's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is the all the insane things like this that are happening definitely go to explaining the shitty shitty ending that we're going to be talking about. Oh boy. And our, just oh to boy, just to get ever. a little ahead of ourselves, yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah. yeah. So um, North calls his dad, and his dad's like, "I'm working. I can't talk with you right now." Duh, obviously. And that's the that's the this, the tipping point. North is like, "Well, he can't talk to me while he's working. I'm leaving." Yep. And you know what, it. kid? Shut up. You like that nice house you live in? You like that nice school you go to? All the activities that get paid for. Guess what does that? Inspector number six, that's who. So quick call me while I'm at work. Figure it out. Yeah. I I mean, this this film really does feel like it was made by people who hate children. (laughs) That's a distinct possibility because I I ended up hating just about every kid in this movie by the end of it. (laughs) Dad, should I take a bath? I don't care what you do. Get the fuck out of my face. (laughs) Sorry, I just finished watching North. Dad's been drinking again. (laughs) Uh, Guess it's so, podcast week, and then this is <laughs> podcast week. This is uh, this is a, this is just a core example. So the next scene is a core example of like why the of the jo- why the jokes don't work in this movie because John Lovitz shows up as Arthur Belt. He's supposed to be a lawyer and he's going to help North yep. find new parents. His introduction is him chasing an ambulance, which is kind of funny. But then he gets out of the car and says, "Oh, I was chasing that ambulance that helps me avoid red lights." You don't need that part of the joke. No, you just- don't. If the joke works, you don't have to explain it. Yeah, just chase the ambulance and then get out, and then you're a lawyer. That's funny. What average kid watching this movie is going to know ambulance chaser means lawyer? Yeah. No, they they felt like, oh, you know, we need to really hit that joke over the head so the kids get it. But they don't know the joke to begin with. So just you know, just let well, that let that sit on its own, and whoever gets it gets it. I've got a theory. This movie is Terrible? actually not... It's terrible, it is, but it, it's, it was, uh, I don't think it was marketed properly. I think if they had taken this movie and marketed it towards disgruntled parents who think their kids are ungrateful shits, I think this movie would have made a, a ton because it just would have been them laughing at North for like the entire time about how much of a disrespectful little shit he has no idea what's going on. This kid, I yeah, I, I mean, I think that's how. I mean, I do believe that is the perspective that the, from which this film was made. I mean, this was actually, believe it or not, this actually was before um, before Alan Swivel wrote it as a script. He wrote it as a he originally wrote it as a young adult novel, mm-hmm. and I feel like this was born out of just you know like his his kids saying like you, you know. You know, Dad, you don't you you don't pay attention to me, and he's yeah, you know, I I hate you, Dad, and he's like he's like fine, go find another fucking family, you little piece of shit. Well, you're implying a lot of hatred about Alan Zoybell. It's, it's like he had a it's like he had like a listening device in his house. Yeah, are you fucking are you like Claire Danesing his home or something? 
<laughs> I think it's pretty apparent. I don't think you need. Yeah, no. I think it's. Are you? Wait. I think the subtext is pretty apparent. Is Alan Zweibel like the Damian Lewis to your Claire Danes? Are you eventually going to fall in love with him? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I th- I mean, I think after seeing this film, I think who couldn't fall in love with Alan Zweibel? <laughs> Speaking of falling, also, who who couldn't fall in love with Damian Lewis? That's why WWE superstars think we're married. Gotta stop saying that. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, again and again, I have seen all of wrestling. (laughs) All of wrestling. Thank you for completing your homework assignment. So John Mm. Lovitz is uh, becomes North's lawyer. His name is Arthur Belt. We get a we get a no comment montage. Yeah, he says no comment to a bunch of people. Um, They finally go to court. For some reason, Arthur Belt is also doubling as the uh, as the umpire. Yep. And yells no comment as an umpire. That was really funny. That was a funny joke. Um, it, was it wasn't. <laughs> no, it was not. But and then and then finally we get to the court day, the day uh, in court, and North's parents are catatonic, hilarious. Alan mm-hmm. Arkin comes in as the judge and does a Groucho Marx routine, I think. Yes, he's Judge Buckle, the Honorable Judge Buckle, because that's Elton funny. Buckle. Oh, get it, guys! No, I actually no. it was at this point where I noted that this was this actually was more like. On like a Nickelodeon or a Disney Channel kids sketch show that got stretched out into a movie. Right. Yeah, Yeah, no, I mean, I think, um, yeah, if you like shot, you know, um, an episode of You You Can't Do That on Television with like Rob Reiner and the cinematographer from Barry Levinson, then yeah, it would look like this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Alan Arkin is like, I'm going to be the judge and there's going to be a hearing, but you can't hear it. Like, it's a stupid fucking scene. It was just like, who's on first kind of mishmash garbage in... It, why? Yeah. Why put that this in this 87-minute movie? Now then, let me remind you, this is a trial. This is not a hearing. Even though both sides will be saying things and I will be hearing them, it is still not a hearing. No doubt, you'll all be hearing the same things that I am hearing. That's your privilege. However... Once both sides have been heard, then it'll be my job to pass judgment. Obviously, you can all pass judgment too, but it won't count. That's because I am the one who is the judge. Have I made myself clear to the plaintiff? Yes, Your Honor, it is quite clear to the plaintiff. Very good. Have I made myself clear to the defense? Your Honor, the defense rests. Then there's nothing left for me to do but make my judgment. All taking place on Canada Day. Oh, it is taking us to July 1st. You're right. It was oh. July 1st. Yeah. Good Lord. Oh, Canada. And uh, no, this Judge is Buckle yours. Makes a- this is yours, Galen. <laughs> yeah, just be- that's why they're in court because, see, everybody else in Canada on that day is at home having a beaver tail and a Molson because yeah. it's Canada Day and they're not at work. It's all your fault, Galen. Got it. Anyhow, uh, the judge does pass down a, a ruling and says that North uh, can feel free to explore the world to find new parents, but he has until Labor Day yep. uh, to make it. But he either has to be have in the arms of his new loving parents or back in the arms of his, his current parents. If he is not in either one of those situations, so, yeah. he will go to an orphanage. And if any of you have seen The Little Rascals, you know that that's not very good. What? No kid in 1994 has seen the little rascals yeah maybe he was referring to the the penelope spheris film that came out the year before no (laughs) no he wasn't 
<laughs> it's Rob Reiner. He was not. Rob Reiner was making 1960s jokes in this 1994 movie. He's yeah. there. Well, almost, no, not, 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 1920s jokes. Yeah. <laughs> almost and, every joke or reference in this movie is to an era of which kids watching this movie in 1994 would not remember. Absolutely. Oh, except, no, this was like this, this was like this was like Rob Reiner and his dad just being like, "Oh, you know, just don't forget Keystone Cops." Uh, so except he they do mention Super Mario Brothers 3, which I was like, "Okay, so they got something right this time appropriate." Yeah. So, yeah, so that that's his insane ruling. Um, so I want right. to know how North is paying for Arthur Belt and all these telephone operators to take all these calls for him because it's certainly yeah, not he coming from has like a whole like district that like, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Belt doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who works on contingency. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking not. He also had, there also is a line when they're all taking calls. One of them says, yes, he believes in God and evolution. And I was like, okay, what? <laughs> that's strange. All right, sure. Yeah, so apparently, like, there's journalists calling as well, I guess, yeah. It's it's called intelligent design. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I just think it's a weird line to throw into this movie, just, uh, like, oh, okay. randomly aside. Yeah, I mean, who is asking that? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Wait, does he believe in God? Wait, does he believe in evolution? Wait, both? <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> But we got to move on, guys, because he's got to go audition some families, and this is where we get into the real, the real crux of the comedy. Because we oh need our boy, first... yeah, this is what this is what we all showed up for. <laughs> we need our first family, not the first family, but our first family, and it's Dan Aykroyd and Reba McIntyre who play oh Pa and Ma Tex. And yes, and they refer to themselves as Pa and Ma. Yeah, and they have, and and this is like mm -hmm. I don't know what they're going for because they have these like shiny jumpsuits, and I'm like, okay, they're not Texans, they're country singers, right? Like that's the only thing I I guess. And, oh, they are country singers. We'll find out. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's every fucking stereotype. Oh my god! Yeah, everything yes. big in Texas. Blah 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 blah. And then and. They're, they're they're legitimately rhinestone cowboys and mm -hmm. riding out on a horse in a star-spangled rodeo. Guys, That's rhinestone right. is a better movie than this movie. <laughs> Coming soon. That is true. <laughs> we have to I own it on DVD. We will talk about that one day, sir. Oh yeah, that yeah. <laughs> With the, that that also has questionable questionable racial stereotypes. Uh, <laughs> maybe not as bad as this one, but yeah. But uh, yeah, no. There's uh, it, there's this whole thing. They talk about their their dead son Buck, who apparently died of morbid obesity. No, he died. No, in a stampede. He died in a stampede. That was the weirdest oh, fucking joke ever. Yeah, no, he died in a stampede of flavor at the Sizzler buffet. That's what happened. They just don't want to talk about <laughs> well, it. Well, that right. was the, yeah. That was the right. Weirdest. Well, he just couldn't. Uh, I guess. I guess the joke is he couldn't outrun the stampede. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because there's a there's a joke where they said like it was a mighty big loss, and I'm like, is that just a, a lazy fat joke? That's just that. No, that's literally all it is. It is a lazy fat joke. Yeah. 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 No. The, 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 and there are many of them that follow. Oh, Dan Aykroyd's character uh, signed over the Houston Astros uh, to North, yes. which is you know at the time kind of a funny joke because the Astros weren't doing a whole hell of a lot in baseball at that time. <laughs> you know, now it'd be like they're a World Series team. And again, great reference for kids. We we meet Bruce Willis again, and yeah. we find out that Dan Aykroyd uh, is perfectly fine with hiring murderers. 
um, because uh, it, it, he's he's killed people for less than being called an Easter Bunny. Yes, because he asked him if he ever was if he ever wore an Easter Bunny suit, and then he's like, he's killed people for less. <laughs> and I'm like, and you hired him? Yep. Yep. Of course. Don't forget, guys, that there is a random musical number here. Where we find out that Reba McIntyre can really sing, and Dan Aykroyd is Dan Aykroyd. Exactly. Well, he he is he's well he's Elwood Blues. So, you know what? That's fine. Country, not his wheelhouse. Yeah, and and it is it, it is also you know as all children will note, um, the, sung to the tune of Bonanza. Oh, all children, all children, take out your pens. Note this. Yes, it is. Yes, your favorite Bonanza. We had a son who was trampled by a ton of longhorns. But you're here, cute, to fill his boots as flat as they may be. You yell your P.I.O. at the rodeo till the day's done. Then you make a lot of pals with buffalo gals. Just leave some for me. Hey there! With barbecue, steaks, and stew, feed you pumpkin pie. Till your can's bigger than the big old Texas guy. Oh, that was a big show. That was a big show for ch- children that were, uh, I don't know, fifty-three years old in this in nineteen ninety-four. Yeah, like uh, like uh, um, like Rob Reiner, the fifty-three-year-old the child. Rob Reiner who would know <laughs> Bonanza in nineteen ninety-four. Our kids who were, uh, you know, uh, caught the opening tune of it and then changed the channel because it was on in syndication in the afternoon when they got home from school. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, oh, mom, so, I want to watch. I don't know, Power Rangers or something. Sweet Duck. Ah, oh, Ducktales is over. Oh, change it before Bonanza starts. That's how that would go. And then we we get a couple of those later where the and my only explanation as to why North would know any of these is Nick at night. That's the only thing I can think of. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're giving this movie more credit though. I, it's just lazy screenwriting. Oh my god. Yeah. And then he he has another talk with Bruce Willis and and talks about that, you know, he's uncomfortable there because, you know, he's just being he's going to be constantly compared to Buck. And I'm like, that's the reason why you're uncomfortable there. <laughs> yeah. He says, I don't want to be I don't want to be their their dead son Buck's replacement. Ew, I don't want to be with a family who has a dead kid. Gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, human tragedy is just you know Icky. that's the, that's that's a deal breaker right there. <laughs> human tragedy, pass. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> oh, get over it. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It isn't the fact that they want to like you know that that they want to like force feed him that they have this like weird feeder fetish about him. That's not the part that 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 makes him that make makes him think twice. I just thought of like the movie Feed, but made for children. <laughs> you know, get in the car, kids. Uh, so yeah, so essentially, he's like, no, this, 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 uh, this family, this family ain't gonna do. Meanwhile, back in wherever the fuck he's from, uh, Winchell is having like a, a Citizen Kane rally. You know, the poster of North behind him and everything, talking about like, we kids, we can, we can all leave our parents. We can all find new parents. By the way, his his blonde hair gives this whole thing a really weird vibe. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, blonde hair, blue eyes, yeah. Yeah, he says. Just because, uh, what does he said? Just because you were born before us doesn't make you smarter. Just because you're older, it doesn't make you right. It just makes you old. To which I noted, man, that dumb kid is so wrong. <laughs> I yeah, I wish he then said like, this is the final solution. Oh, my <laughs> God. that would have been unnerving. 
I, I thought it was weird where they they said Viva El Norte. Shouldn't it just be Norte? Because that it's his proper name. V- He's v- not v- the Viva North. the North. Yeah. Long yeah. live the yeah, North. I, yeah. Right. Yeah. Speaking of racist, we go to Hawaii. Oh, boy. Mm. This isn't even going to be the worst one, guys, because nope. we go to Hawaii. I know. Uh, they they explain. So they're the parent number, parents number two. They explain that, uh, well, here in Hawaii, it's really easy to graduate because we have less letters. Think about all the names of our places. Kawiki, Wakiki, whatever. Um, Honolulu, yeah. Our Hawaiian assistant is named Wacky Wacky. You get it? Because it's not English. That's the joke. When he's, they say he ta- he'll take you to your room, he literally picks him up and takes him there. Because that's funny. <laughs> hey, oh Nathan, yeah, you mentioned you actually messaged me about this before when we were watch when we were watching this before. You go ahead and you talk about the wife because the joke made it her expense okay. is unfortunate. Well, well, first of all, the wife is voiced by the same voice actress who played uh, Min and um, and Connie. Lauren, on, Lauren uh, Tom, King, King Lauren Hill. Tom, yep. Also in yep. Bad Santa. And uh, so she's. Uh, she is the wife of the Hawaiian governor who they live in a the governor's mansion is apparently a grass shack because it's and Hawaii. uh right but north asked them you know why do you guys you know why do you why do you want me as a as a kid like a kid, don't you have any kids of your own because he wants to find out if they have any dead kids that they're going to be comparing him to mm-hmm. and again the governor, human tragedy fuck that right well what's <laughs> the governor then says um you know uh our of all of our uh, lands in Hawaii are very lush and fertile, except for one spot, and that would be my wife. My wife, yeah. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> what, what the fuck, movie? Really? Yeah. Re- what is wrong with you? Yeah, no, it's the, it, yeah, it's it's my fucking wife, you know, what can I tell you? Oh, and guys, I got to explain the earlier bit I talked about with the letters. Um, the reason he mentions that Hawaii, uh, though he'll succeed because Hawaii doesn't have very many letters is because they don't use B, C, D, or F, so he'll just get straight A's in school. Get it? Yeah, because that's, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. they wouldn't. He explains. Yeah. They, 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 they don't have like a different way of, you know, assessing one's, you know, <laughs> academic scholarship. Apparently, they don't have numbers either. So, right. Just no, yeah. They can't. <laughs> yeah. They I can't give you a one through 10. They're just like, you know. I don't want to get into a whole Patrick Swayze, uh, Bill Paxton situation where I'm wrong, but we're either are either of these actors Hawaiian? Lauren Tom is is not. I don't definitely think. not. And okay, and that, the, the other fellow, the other gentleman, I don't believe so. I thought it was Steve Park, but I don't think it is. But oh, again, no, it is definitely not. But again, not the worst. Example of casting no, the, the wrong no. race. No, no, we'll no. get to that shortly. Don't worry. So, so now that North is kind of like he's kind of on board with this, and he's going to be their kid, and they're going to make him the face of Hawaiian tourism by ripping off a copper tone ad with a pervy octopus. <laughs> also, pervy octopus is the name of my next punk band. <laughs> Oh, Guys, boy. this part was our first album. Will be called Elijah's Crack. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'm yeah. So, so yes, you um, you know, yeah. So so you have like a, a Jeffrey Jones level, you know, crime against humanity here. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because they're like, listen, listen, North. North is like, I love this place. You guys, I think you guys are the ones. I think I'm going to have you as my parents. And then they unveil this billboard of an octopus pulling 
North's pants down, and I'm just like, that Dear is Lord. a fucking child. That that alone, okay, oh my we're God. obviously nodding to the Coppertone ads, but the look on the octopus's face is what sent me over the edge. Yeah, no, he, yeah, that octopus was, like, in, enjoying his job just a little too much. And then, you know, Elijah Wood says the word, my crack, like, 18 times, and he's like, you can't show my crack, and I'm just watching this being like... Every other word, it's my crack. This yeah. is... It's, I mean, it did it did sound like, you know, Mr. Rack, you know, first name Mike, you know, that was the joke over and over, <laughs> just like he was, like, prank calling someone. This was, like, this was, like, a horror movie at this point. And because the, he then meets Bruce Willis again, who is now a a, a beachcomber, a, a, a beachcombing beach bum, and uh, has a, a, another discussion about again his crack uh, on the beach with a stranger. Yep. I mean that's as you do when you're in Hawaii. Yeah. There was also the bit where they pass like people like doing aerobics on the beach, and and he has like the thing about like oh you know exercise you know uh, uh, you know length you know gives you a longer life, but why bother if you're just going to spend all that time exercising? But um bum. But um bum. It was just like, yeah, it, it was it, it was just like like this like borscht belt, you know, observational comedy. You know, it was throughout this thing. It was very weird. Yeah. So at this point, I wrote, is this movie just going to be North auditioning parents after parents? And I'm sure we all found out that that is exactly what it is. So yep. uh, after this, uh, he decides, you know, don't think this family is for me either. So and, and then we go back. We go back to uh, back home, and this is a, po- a a moment I have to mention. And I know it's gonna it's gonna bring the room down a little I, bit, but I think he's th- based out of New York. Just before, just to clarify. Okay, okay. But when we go back, um, there's a moment here that it might a little little sad to think about. But you know, there's a scene here where uh, Arthur Belt, like John Lovitz, is uh, getting a massage, and so is Winchell. <laughs> the yep, waitress, the waitress that comes over is unfortunately Bryn Hartman, Phil Hartman's late wife, who North does have the distinction of being the sole film critic of the woman who killed Phil Hartman. Yeah, and it was unfortunate that John Lovitz had to have the scene with her too, because you know, he was. BFFs with Phil Hartman. He, oh, he was the one who yeah. re- he was the one who replaced him on news radio. Well, I didn't know about that, so uh, thanks for dragging me down. What I no had problem. lined up, all teed up and ready to go, was the discussion that uh, he was having uh, with Winchell because Winchell was like, you know what, uh, the parents are now afraid of their kids, uh, and they're actually voting the way their kids tell them to vote. And, uh, you know, of course, Belk gets this idea that he is going to be the next president of the United States, to which I noted, not the next one, but maybe in 2016. <laughs> He's about on par as far as the intelligence oh, goes. Oh, 100%. 100%. At, at, at that point, I noted, please, no, I'll just take a bad politician. Nope, no thank you, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just give um, me someone boring, don't need it. Yeah. Yeah, so he wants to be president, and I was actually shocked that that never actually happens in the movie. Then, guys, we go to Alaska. Thank goodness. Oh, there's nothing that's going to be questionable here, right? Not at all. Uh, There's only there actually it's it's a smaller list of things that aren't questionable. That being, Graham Greene plays a Canadian native person. Graham Greene, perfectly fine with him being in that role. Yeah, national treasure. The man loves to work. Yep. Yeah. However, his yeah, wife no. is Kathy Bates, and she looks a little tan. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> and Abe oh Vigoda. That's not her hair. If you're going to cast an Inuit Eskimo, you go to fish. You go to you go to Abe Vigoda, fish himself. 
Listen, if there's a change in policy in the next couple of weeks, feel free to track me down. Abe fucking Vagoda. Yeah. That's right. And then a moment that, again, when we talked about references in this movie, I no fucking kids will get. And they're not, and it's not even a funny joke. There's no joke. Is when they're sitting around and Graham Greene is like, oh, we're going to go ice fishing. And they all start whistling the Andy Griffith theme song. Because yeah. they're going fishing. But, and that, the, only, the only reason why I said the, that North would know the Andy Griffith theme is because of Nick at Night. But I mean, Correct. this movie, you're again, we're giving this movie too much credit. <laughs> You know what? I shouldn't. I shouldn't have to work to explain something within the movie. It should be self-evident. Yeah. Yeah. We hold all truths to be truths to be self-evident. Actually. Yeah. So yeah. That but, being um, that Andy Griffith show yeah. was on Nick at Night. Yeah. <laughs> but but then you know casting Abe Vigoda as an Inuit Eskimo is redeemed when we see his beautiful character arc. Oh, wonderful. Okay, Ellen, tell us about his character arc. Well, you know, it's just very common that we we find out that you know, um, if uh, you know, you know, in in true um, respectful you know de- de- portrayal of the of Inuit Eskimo culture, you know, we find out that uh, when when the elders uh, get of a certain age, they're just um, put on a block of ice and you know shipped out to nowhere where they die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, oh, and and who is our ticket taker yeah. uh, at the at uh, the Inuit ice flow? For the uh, elders, that uh, must be another that, Inuit that, Eskimo actor, right? Yes, that that great Inuit uh, actor, Richard Belzer. Yep, <laughs> the guy who was knocked out by Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Detective Munch himself, Richard Effing Belzer. Yep, and apparently, and and it, you know what will make this joke even funnier, uh, guys, is if someone on the ice block has a TV that they're able to watch. Get it? Because it's not connected to anything. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, because that makes sense. Um, and um, uh, yeah, and and it's around this time that we're beginning to miss Bruce Willis. Oh, but don't so. worry, he's back. In a big um, coat for the sleigh ride home. This w- okay. I will admit, if I still at this point knew what human laughter was, this was the time that I would uh, that I, that that would have happened because <laughs> that was the one moment where where he when he gets up on the dog sled and um it apparently has levels has tears and they get up and um he sees Bruce Willis again and he says it's you and he just goes no it's not that was the one time I laughed. <laughs> The one time I guess I kind of chuckled when he uh, Bruce Willis tells him that they were walking for seven weeks because he has a certain amount of time to find new parents. Bruce Willis mentions, "Well, yo, you just walked seven weeks to go uh, put Abe Vigoda out of his misery." Yeah. And uh, I th- yeah. and Elijah, I Wood- think they added that because there were there was ten other um, racist families <laughs> that they they had to cut out. Well, that we'll we'll get to that in a second. But North- oh yeah, there's still more. I mean, there are still more, but I think they were like, oh, you know, you know maybe. Maybe, you know, he doesn't go, you know, here or there. Yeah. And Um, I I just laughed because North said, like, uh, oh, I thought it was weird that we stopped for lunch 49 times. Like, how do you not know you were walking for seven weeks? But you counted the number of times you had lunch. Yeah. And they talk talk about the uh, nights that are actually day there and people get, you know, they get discombobulated because of it. But time still passes. Like, you still get tired and go to sleep. So, you know... Okay, yeah, the sun might have been out, but it was two in the morning. Okay, it's not a situation where you're just like, 
wide awake until it's dark. Yep. Yeah, you wouldn't be like you wouldn't be like what yeah, what seven weeks? That that feels like 3 days. But mm. back in America land, uh George and Elaine are still in a coma and yep. for 78 days now. And yep. uh, Ben Stein is there because that's funny because he has a funny voice. Get it? And he was Richard Nixon's speechwriter. That's really funny. Wait, was he actually Richard Nixon's speechwriter? He was. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. that's on. Yep. Yeah, another an- another dark undertone of this movie. <laughs> he's he's actually he's he's Republican, but he's in show business. So I mean, like, but he's not like um, a lunatic about it. Okay. He did. Um, he did make like a, like a big documentary about like being able to pr- scientifically prove the existence of God. Oh, nice! I'll, yeah. have, to ch- I'll have to check that out on this podcast. Yep. <laughs> so Winchell uh, be a small scream shambler. <laughs> Winchell assures assures John Lovitz that the parents will not wake up because dot dot dot. He's going to make sure of it. And I'm like, he's going to murder them, <laughs> right? <laughs> We need to, but guys, we need to get some quick, some some quick cut montage racism in here. So oh, yeah. North goes to. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. it's not all racism. Some of it is just playing it prejudice. Right. Okay. But it's a <laughs> f- offensive, offensive montage. Let's say. Um, oh, quite. How are the Amish gonna complain? <laughs> They're not gonna see it. Right. No. That's this is true. This they, is true. Yeah, they yeah. They need to have a yeah. technology representative who watches all the Amish content for them and he's like, "Oh, you guys should be mad at Rob Reiner right now." Yeah. I think what probably what happens is they when the kids go out for Rumspringer, they say, "Ah, uh, Ezekiel, watch as much stuff as you can about the Amish and see what they're saying about us so you can report back." <laughs> yes. Here's yes, here's witness and north. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? They were mad about. Don't forget both. milk money, milk money, <laughs> milk money. Oh, don't forget the one where uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt marries Patricia Arquette. That's right. Yes, isn't that milk money? No, no, no that's, that's um, a holy matrimony. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. That, that's yeah. That's not the. Um, that's a different. Um, that's a different movie. You know, involving very, uh, very uncomfortable sexual situations with a twelve-year-old. <laughs> Yeah, that's not holy matrimony. No, okay. no, milk money is the one where uh, <laughs> the kids pay to see some boobs, and then they get Ed Harris to fall in love with a prostitute with Melanie Griffith. Oh, yeah. okay. So there's yeah. no there's no Mennonites involved at all. No, Unfor- No, no, okay. j- not unless you count Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> so I am mixing. I am mixing them up. Okay, all right. Oh, I so. was a Mennonite, all right. Oh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. North goes to an Amish community. He immediately sees that they don't have electricity. And he's like, oh, gross. Or gets buttons. Back, gets <laughs> back in the plane and they take off. He goes to Beijing and there's two, gets two, to- two gong sound effect jokes. <laughs> there, there, there sure are. And, uh, you know, and a Last Emperor joke because, you know, people, you know, the kids love Bertolucci. <laughs> yeah. I will say at least it... it, it it was appropriate for the time, but I can't think of a single kid outside of myself at the time who wanted to be like, you know, I think I want to check out that the Last Emperor movie. It looks really intriguing. It looks really I've good. Yeah. Always been a movie kid, but I can't think of a single person who went to school with me. I had to keep that sort of stuff yeah. to myself and because the, they were yeah. like, "Why the hell do you want to watch the Last Emperor?" Yeah. Yeah. Kid. And, yeah. And the the deal breaker here is the is they they give him they want to give him a um a a racially offensive haircut. And he's like, oh, the emperor cut, yeah. Pass. So yeah. then uh, he goes to Zaire. Uh oh. Oh boy. Oh god. Yeah. Basically, uh, you know what? <laughs> I would have stayed. 
I, I would have stayed. Well, the whole joke is that he, <laughs> he looks, he's like, oh, all these people walk around naked all the time. Get it? Because National Geographic and stuff. And uh, yeah. yeah, and he's like, I couldn't, I couldn't concentrate on my homework because I have a boner. I mean. Yeah. National Geographic mom and dad. That's my actual note there. <laughs> And then, yeah. Oh, but but don't forget the the dad has a um is carrying a briefcase and says, "Honey, I'm home." Well, yeah, because that's what everyone does, regardless of culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's leave it. It's, it's, leave we, it to Beaver references are um you know are you, you know are are cross cultural. You know, hence Nick at night. At the very least, all of this stuff is going to be explained away. So hold on, folks. Oh, in the on. worst way. <laughs> he then goes to Paris. Yeah, and where Jerry Lewis is funny. Get it? He's on every he's channel. On every, he's on every channel. And yeah. they smoke a lot. <laughs> they smoke a lot and have berets. Yeah. Berets, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that did that set did look like it was on You Can't Do This on Television. It was just like a blank wall that was like painted blue and like some stuff hanging from it. Yep. And then finally, again, again with the references that don't that don't like that don't that kids don't get because he goes to if this was several references all rolled into one he goes to oh another house and it's the nelsons a reference to ricky nelson you kids get that right yeah yeah of course of, of, of course yeah ozzy yeah. and harriet ozzy and harriet of course yeah, yeah. and he basically a tv sitcom family from the 50s and of course it's wonderful and he's ha- has a great time and guys he john ritter's there and and young scarjo yeah, I was I was actually kind of surprised. I was like, "Oh my God, it's Scarlett Johansson!" I hope her career recovers from this debacle. <laughs> it's funny because we've I talked think she about did okay. we've talked about young ScarJo in two movies because we also talked about Eight Legged Freaks. That was post. Yeah, I mean that that was post like uh, you know that was post like Ghost World. I mean she was. Yeah. I mean her career was kind was fairly was fairly confirmed at that point. Yeah, I mean we all and then we all, of course we also talked about the Spirit where she looks super bored to be there. Yeah, she 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 did actually look engaged in this one. She actually looked. Like, she was one of the few actors who gave a shit. <laughs> is, is Scarlett Johansson creeping up on her fifth uh, or 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 five in a row? She's or, at least or five at, guests rather. She's at. I think she's at three. Okay. Yeah. Um, Intriguing. I guess we'll have to talk about next week, folks. Girl with a pearl <laughs> earring. Tune in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back in uh, back in New York Town, uh, they're trying to lower the voting age to seven. Yep, um, and- I'm I'm for that. By the way, <laughs> you know what? You can laugh all you want. They couldn't have done any worse than what they did four years ago. This is true. Yeah, yeah. this is true. Right. That's yeah. on you, yeah, Galen. That's, that's you, your fault. I know. We ima- could have had Arthur Bell. Could you imagine if a bunch of kids, all in like you know. In like second and third grade, we're all told that one of the people running for president was a big, mean, poopy-faced bully, and the other one was Donald Trump. Wait a <laughs> I second! I think the vote still would have been split. <laughs> I, I, no, I think it was. Yeah. No, I I do remember talking to a friend at one point, and she was like, um, "Oh, you know, you know, we're you know we're you know we, we've been watching the debates at the house." She's like, "Oh my." My daughter and I, you know, can't stand Trump. You know, my, my, my son really likes Trump, though. I was like, oh, how old's your son? She's like, five. <laughs> that's because he likes bright things that make a lot <laughs> he of likes movement. likes big red things that scream. Well, that's the thing, though. Yeah. That's why that's why Nathan's limiting it to seven, because five-year-olds don't know what they're doing. Correct. They have no clue whatsoever. <laughs> that's right. Um, but, yeah, so uh, Winchell sees that uh, the North's parents are starting to come out of their coma. 
So he uh, he tricks them into doing an interview, trying to yeah. urge North to come back. But of course, he- oh, can, before before we do that, there is a point where they're playing. Uh, this is before we go back, and we have this whole thing. But they're they're having like family game night. They're playing Clue. Yep. Um, with uh, the fifties family. Yeah. And the like, Scarjo is like super smart. She figures out the the solution for clue and they switch over to to uh elijah's face and he looks actually a little disappointed that he didn't get it i'm like oh are they just as exceptional as you you little shithead (laughs) this Um, movie made me very angry at several points (laughs) around this time i was i knew i was tuning out because i noted that um there's a point at which um uh, John Lovitz is playing right after that. John Lovitz is playing is talking to Winchell and playing a Terminator Two video game. And oh my god, the arcade machines in this movie! Yeah, I could talk for forty five minutes at least. Yeah, and I, it, it, I and at that point I was so bored that I noted that um, the the cinematographer of this movie also did Terminator Two. Oh my god, neat. Yeah, right. Very neat. Well, they all can't. They can't all be winners. So Norse parents are waking up. <laughs> yep. Yep. And and yes, and Winchell is like, oh, let's do an interview. You can reach out to North. And of course, he does this uh, video trickery because he's like, oh boy, do you want to be? Do you want to? Maybe North doesn't want you anymore. Do you want to adopt this kid, Hugh? And Jason Alexander says, I don't want Hugh. Of yeah. Co- <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And pay yeah. attention to that because it might come back. <laughs> I saw this movie once before this. Yep. Well, back in back in like ninety four when it came out on video or maybe it was ninety five I don't know this bit with uh with the we other kid named Hugh, Hugh. Yeah. yeah that and um the discussion on the at, on the 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 sled dog yep. uh sleigh uh, where the you know it's weird that we stopped for lunch forty nine times only two jokes I remembered forever from this movie <laughs> this is the one I remembered too I mean. Yep. Yeah, I because it's such a hacky fucking joke. Oh god, it's so bad. Yeah, I. What I remember about this movie is that this was this was like one of the first movies I remember. Like you know, you they always have a, a movie where you you that that where you learn that movies can be bad. And I mean, this was this was the one for me. I remember my my family rented it, and it was the one where like my my parents couldn't even pretend to and be enjoying themselves. And <laughs> I, I just I I think it was around this time that I just I could feel the resentment for 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 inflicting this movie on them. We've all had that movie. There's oh, there's always that movie that it's like oh, you know, um, you know, you know cop and a half. That was another one for me. <laughs> I saw that in theaters. Oh my god! Lucky you. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it or, guys, um, so guys, or um, hold, or bushwhacked with uh, Daniel Stern. Hold that was on, another guys. One. You can't you can't blame me for for now. I will admit, I accidentally walked. My my dad accidentally took me to Cop and Half. And we just stayed there anyway. We were gonna see a much better movie. Uh, that would be Kazam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man, what could have been? It's a yeah. real Ooh, kick in the nut. Kicking the nuts or kicking the ass? I mean, what do you? It's a real Sophie's choice. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. No. No racial insensitivities in Kazam either. No. No. Certainly not. Speaking <laughs> of racial insensitivities, North. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, where are we here? So yeah, so he gets. Oh, the- he he's gonna leave the fifties family because he's got to find. He's got to figure some stuff uh, stuff out. Yeah. And so he takes a plane well, back to New York. But before that, Nathan, he does see the edited video of his parents seeming seemingly saying they don't want him. They don't want yeah. you. Yeah. With uh, yeah. It, because now, now Bruce Willis is a is a is a hacky comedian, Jimmy Fingers, Ugh. and he just, and he wants to test out his new uh, video, his new VHS player. By the way, Jimmy Fingers don't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean th- that. Yeah, that also sounds like someone you don't want to leave your kids with. Yeah, so he goes and he meets up with uh, Bruce Willis, stand-up comedian, and says, "Yeah, I don't know what to do." And he's like, "I know what to do. I'm gonna pack you in this box and send you home." Well, no, th- no, that's that that's Bruce Willis, the FedEx, the FedEx right, guy. Right, right. He says he's gonna drive him. Yeah, yeah, no, because that that comes. Uh, there's a fit, fair bit about that whole thing because Bruce Willis is, is at uh, is supposed to be NASA, it's the National Association of Smoke Alarms. <sighs> and womp, that's womp. Bef- that that's afterwards because I've got this whole thing here where. Uh, Elijah Wood is wandering around Times Square in the early '90s at night. Yeah, he'd be dead. What the hell movie? He walks. Exactly, he walks yeah. past like an all-male review. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, and Again, then every um, adult in this film could be a, could be arrested for child abuse. Yep. Uh, it's this is when uh, Winchell is going to say that you know um uh, you know what a good cause needs a good martyr. We're going to murder North. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to get the bad guy from Sewer Shark to go and murder him. Yes, that's right. I made a Sewer Shark reference, a Sega CD video game reference in North. Okay? Deal with it. But Jesse Smollett's there, and he's the one who actually gives him the, the real videotape. Which I'm exactly. surprised he was being, he was so honest with it. Yeah. <laughs> right? He yeah he was like dressed in like a trench coat and like looked like he was going to like do something inappropriate yeah Which standing he's like, on the shoulders of another thirteen year old exactly <laughs> he's like take this tape this is the uncut footage of your of your parents interview yeah yeah boy yeah, yeah. because it's when someone in a dark alley says here's this uncut footage on a tape that you definitely want to take that especially if they're charging yeah <laughs> he does know the kid. Uh, he takes the tape, and then he's continued to be pursued by the bad guy from Sewer Shark. Who shoots yep. at him with a gun! That's right. Yes, and, and thinks he's gotten the job done because he finds a red hat. So we are to believe that North has been shot in the head. That is Correct. the, that is the it, it, yeah. assumption this children's movie wants you to make. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay, back, yeah. back and to the left on the grassy knoll, he, uh, he, he got North. Calm down, Galen. It wasn't that. It was borscht. Uh, and I think one of the borscht guys was possibly either Ed Harris or J.K. Simmons. I'm not sure. <laughs> the, the characters on the box looked like one of those two guys. Yeah. Oh, God. But luckily, uh, North manages to uh, to hop into a Federal Express truck. Yeah. Driven by Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. He does get some life advice about Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Can't stand the heat. Stay out of Miami because, you, you know, your balls stick to your leg like crazy glue. Which he says yeah, to a cause child. That's, yeah, because that's yes. an appropriate thing to say to a t- to an 11-year-old. <laughs> Especially if you're not his parent. Nope. <laughs> what if you're his uncle? Is that okay? That's even worse. 
Is it? I, I mean, it's common, but it's more common, but it is, yeah, it is, it is no more advisable. I was going to say, because I, I got, I got uh, very, uh, not untoward, but still uh, inappropriate li- life advice, more so from my uncles than I did to my dad. If anybody's going to talk to you about, you know, you know you're nuts or getting kicked in the asshole or something like that, and, and use those words, it's going to be your uncle, not your <laughs> yeah. dad. Not not kicked in the ass, kicked in the asshole. Yeah, made your brown eye blue. In the in anal ca- and the anal cavity. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, go get your li- some life advice from your uncle Larry Craig, <laughs> or Larry Flint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, God, that'd be great life so, advice. <laughs> so, wait, from Larry Craig? No, from Larry Flint. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Always take a shot. Always take a beaver shot, and don't get shot so you're paralyzed and have to poop in a bag. <laughs> Wait, like, Two pieces of life <laughs> advice from Uncle Larry Flint. Wait, the Larry Craig's advice: when you when you when you go to the shitter, keep your feet together as close as you can. <laughs> there you go. So North returns home. Winchell is there waiting, and he's like, "You better hurry up to meet your parents and the judge because you got like six minutes, or and then you're in the orphanage, Wah-ha-ha-ha. pal." Which. You know what? When he first showed up there and Winchell was there, I was like, did did, did he murder his parents? I thought right, so, he too. Killed... <laughs> so he's like, your parents are in a safe place. I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> yeah. The freezer is a safe place, you so, sick little bastard. Apparently, the parents yeah. and the judge are just waiting in the mall. Um, yep. So North North is a... Which, with a clock that he brought from his own clock that he brought from his own home. The judge, yeah. He takes out like a timer. I was like, what? So North is running, he's running and running and running and running. He just makes it. He jumps to his parents' arms, but then the dude shows up and shoots at him. We cut away. Holy shit, guys. It was all a fucking dream. Yeah. Because if there's anything that, yeah, because if we're not, if we're not enraged enough, you know, (sighs) you know. It was one thing I did note that the music during this whole scene where North is trying to get to his parents at the mall, uh, I was like, did they rip off the Back to the Future orchestral? Because it sounded like it. Not quite. It was almost like it was just off enough so they yeah. wouldn't get sued. It's very possible. It wasn't Alan Silvestri. It was Mark Scheiman who yeah. did the music. It was Alan Sylvester. Oh, yeah. got it. It was so it's like the off-brand version. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Alan Sylvester. Yeah. Sly, yeah. Sly Stallone Sylvester. <laughs> so, yeah, we get it was all a dream. Fuck this bullshit. And, uh, and it, it, it just it's just incredibly cheap. And then we get a voiceover narration from Bruce Willis. North is home with his parents. They're like, where you been? He's like, I've been at the mall. Oh, we're going to tuck you in now. We're all happy. The end. Fuck you. Yeah, no, that, that I mean, I do feel like the 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 message to children of this movie is uh, shut the fuck up. I go. Yeah, you see, I love you. OK, leave me alone. I'm drinking. <laughs> and it was at this point when they, we got a good wide shot of their house that I reflected, is that Nancy's house from Nightmare on Elm Street? Is this a shared universe? Oh! <laughs> if, if, um, if they, if they went, um, if, like, Freddy's hand busted through the door and you, and, and grabbed both parents through, that through I would, window. I would have loved this movie. Guys, a Nightmare on Elm Street is better for kids to watch than North. 
Oh, as a, as a seven year old who watched it, can confirm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's let's we're at the end of it, so let's make a decision right now. Galen, as our guest, is this movie worth a watch? A drunk watch with friends? Would you attempt head trauma to forget it, or would you avoid it like the plague? Boy, oh boy. Um, I I went back and forth on this one. I feel like. As you know, as citizens of the world, we should be educated on all great tragedies and disasters of humanity. So, in that way, we should absolutely be aware of this movie and and how and 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 learn the lessons of how to avoid tragedies like this in the future. But like any great tragedy or disaster, I wouldn't inflict it on anyone directly. So, avoid like the plague. All right, Nathan. Head trauma. Definitely committing head trauma to try to forget it because, like I said, the only thing I ever remember from the first viewing of it was Hugh and the sled dog jokes. Well, I'm also going to go the full Monty and say, avoid this shit like the plague. This movie made me angrier than a movie has in a long time. (laughs) You're welcome. This is an awful, awful movie. So, guys, on that note, that is North, and we will be right back. And we're back. Yes, we are back. We uh, are back. Uh, dinosaur story coming soon, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We, we keep saying that. I know. We're bad people. It is now time for the low haiku. Nathan, what is the low haiku? Well, the low haiku is um, 17 perfect syllables that, you know, just sum up the movie that we've been talking for about about an hour and some change exactly yeah Yeah. and so uh to start us off galen would you like to read your low haiku absolutely my low haiku is as follows i really don't want to write a haiku about north okay i will okay all right So I know you need to go. I know you need to go. I need to cut this off a little bit. But uh, before you go, do you have anything you want to plug? I can be seen on the uh, final season of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I return as the beige on brown clad Tommy Boyle of the Boyle clan. And uh, that's, I think, episode seven uh, called Game of Boyles. Um, so if you like some Brooklyn Nine-Nine and some, some beige on tan, um, check it out. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Galen. I know we had to kind of, uh, we were on a time crunch, so I hope we got you out of here so on time. So sorry about that, but I, 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 hope, I, I, I hope we were able to you know, squeeze it in for, uh, for good measure. No, no, we're all good. We're all good. I just wanted to make sure we got all your, uh, got your shit in, as the wrestling term goes. Absolutely. <laughs> wrestling reference. Yeah. <laughs> Th- thanks, man. This was really fun. I can't wait, I can't wait, to, I can't wait to listen. Thanks for coming out. Bye-bye, man. And, uh, Nathan, do you have a haiku? But of course, but but of course. (coughs) North, south, east, and west. Not Rob Reiner's very best. Dreary, not awful. All right, uh, here's my haiku. (coughs) Look, north. Up in the sky, all the stereotypes of the rainbow.
Ba pa pa pa. We're out of here. No, we're out of here. Hey, we did it. Yay. So I was wondering. It's weird that we we didn't once make that whole like the the I mean the the movie's called North, but we didn't talk about the fantastic times that Bruce Willis made comment on North's name. Oh, did he make jokes about North's name? Yeah, I saw. I I see you on all the maps, and you must be doing quite oh. well. Oh, you're my favorite direction. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I just was so angry that I didn't pay attention. <laughs> just blinded with rage. I was. I. I'm telling you, man. This was a. This was a. Oh. I I was I legitimately hated every single second <laughs> of this movie at the end of it. This movie fucking sucks. Put it on the box. Um, uh, I didn't mention this earlier, but this mo- this movie cost fifty million dollars to make, and it made twelve million dollars. Oh, that's a that's a biggity biggity bomb. Uh, you may notice at this point, uh, Galen has stepped out. We, uh, he was on a bit of a time crunch, so we got him in though for the whole movie and his haiku. So I want to thank Galen and Howard for coming by. Um, we will of course see him again soon. But uh, Nathan, we talked about this movie, but uh, what do what do we uh, always say? Well, we always say... Yes, that's right. Don't take our word for it. People fucking didn't like North, Nathan. They certainly did not. How many... How? What percentage of the critics like this movie? I'm guessing 78%. Uh, 35 reviews... Fourteen yeah. percent of the critics liked oh. North. Uh, what about the audience? I'm sure they loved it. Well, you know, almost almost double at twenty seven percent. That's insane. Out of ten thousand plus ratings, That's insane. Two thousand seven hundred people at least liked this movie. But hey, if you liked this, you might like Richard Pryor and the Toy. Sounds Major terrible. League Two. No. Canadian Bacon. Son of the Pink Panther. Yikes. And Bebe's Kids. Sure. <laughs> they all sound great. Bebe's Kids, that's a that's a contender. 30% on the on the critics but 74% on the audience. Hmm. It's quite the divide. Oh way. And I remember seeing it and you know what? I it may, it may happen someday. I remember the toy being kind of a, it doesn't jive well with 2021. Which makes it perfect. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Okay, well, let's talk about the critics. Nathan, before we get into the actual Rotten Tomatoes critics, there's obviously one famous review of this movie. Roger Ebert, it's it's his least, it's it's most hated movie. I was going to say least favorite, but that would be giving it too much praise. It's his most hated hated mm. movie of all time he's always said nothing he's hated he's, there has been no movie that he's hated worse than north and i just want to read this blurb it is one of my favorite things <laughs> i've ever read of a, of a okay. movie critic i hated this movie hated 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 this movie hated it Hated every simpering, stupid, vacant, audience-insulting moment of it. Hated the sensibility that thought anyone would like it. Hated the implied insult to the audience by its belief that anyone would be entertained by it. I hold it as an item of faith that Rob Reiner is a gifted filmmaker. Among his credits are This is Spinal Tap, The Short Thing, The Princess Bride, Stand By Me, When Harry Met Sally, and Misery. I list those titles as an incantation against this one. North is a bad film. 
one of the worst movies ever made, but it is not by a bad filmmaker and must represent some sort of lapse which from which Reiner will recover, possibly sooner than I will. Okay. Well, oh. to couple that, I'm going to read Gene Siskel's. Uh, he writes, Nothing less than one of the year's worst films. A hoary concoction of ethnic stereotypes in a ludicrous story of a boy declaring free agency from his parents. The kid then travels the world scouting new parents. Have you ever seen a rich Texan before? How about a Hawaiian who lives near a beautiful beach? The first major bomb from director Rob Reiner that's rated PG. I give it zero stars. And they both did, by the way. That's yeah. crazy. I don't think they've ever been in so much agreement before. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. And, uh, you know what? Let's just before we delve into the rest of the the fantastic reviews that we have here, the the whole it was all a dream thing. It all explains away all the lunacy that's happening within this movie. All the stereotypes, all because it all stands to think that you know an eleven year old. That's how he would think that someone in an Eskimo village or an Inuit village would live, how Texans live, how Hawaiians live. But still, it does not excuse this movie. <laughs> well, and see, I read that too, and I think that the movie thinks it's funny though. I don't think it I don't think it's just the character that thinks it's funny. I think Rob Reiner is like, these stereotypes are hilarious. Yeah. Kenneth Turan, again, these were these were in times where people didn't know Rob Reiner could be this terrible. How how much they would find out within the next uh, I don't know, twenty six years. How could director Rob Reiner, whose touch for what pleases a mass audience is usually unfailing, have strayed this far? It's Kenneth Turan of the Los Angeles Times. Owen Gleiberman of Entertainment Weekly hmm. wrote, "It's depressing enough to see a director turn into a button pusher." What can you say about a director who just keeps hitting the same button? D plus. That's very generous. Um, yeah. This is a positive review I found from David Sterrett of the Christian Science Monitor. Okay. <laughs> Sterrett says, The screenplay by Alan Zweibel and Andrew Scheinman packs more on-target social satire, okay, than any film in recent memory, fuck you, and zesty performances, eat shit. Keep it clicking along at a rapid pace. I may have added the asides there. <laughs> uh, well, uh, my next one is a positive review as well, and it comes from your country idol, Chris Hicks, uh, to which he writes, Elijah Wood has fast become the most appealing young actor Making movies today, turning in consistently solid performances in a variety of roles. Apparently, North was was a good thing, um, according to the Salt Lake City Desert News. I'm just surprised Elijah Wood acted after this. <laughs> Same goes with just about everybody else in this movie. It's true. I mean, Bruce Willis, you can say, oh, okay, obviously, like he already had a career going into it, as did some people, but Elijah Wood was just starting. Like, that must have been... That must have been terrible for him. Um, well, he had the good sons. I mean, that's a that's a lot of good credit, right? There. That movie's fantastic. But I don't think. But that movie definitely got trounced by everyone when it came out, though. Yeah. Uh, okay, Michael A. This is my last critics one. Michael A. Smith. It's also a positive review. Uh, Michael A. Smith of Nolan's Pop Culture Review says, "I happen to like Bruce Willis in a bunny suit." Four out of five. That's a cry for help. It's almost an audience review. <laughs> 
Uh, well, uh, Martin Scribs from Low IQ Canadian. Oh, no. Uh, that's right. He writes, Elijah Wood is very lucky that a certain Hobbit trilogy came along to clear his record of this turd. Hey, I think he did other good stuff before that, though. I think. Yes, he did. Yeah, at least since that. All right, well, enough of these professional critics. Let's get into the uh, to the audience here. I'm sure there's lots of North defenders. Uh, yeah. But certainly not Garibaldi A, who gives it one star and says, You are scum, movie, and you arse of shit. Too many ethnic stereotypes. One out of stars. Oh, okay. Michelle L. I've got nothing. Uh, she, she writes, All of those people raging over the logic of a movie that's meant for children in the reviews is silly. This is a kid's movie. It's over the top and not necessarily full of perfect logic or plot points. But it's not supposed to be. The movie does what it's supposed to as a mid-90s children's movie and is one of my favorites from growing up. The cast is amazing. The premise is fun and original. And it's silly in a way that children can enjoy. I love how... I love these people that say, like, I can't believe you're looking so much into a kid's movie. As if kid's movies are exempt from being, like good or bad and they're just always good because they're silly yeah no there's no there's good good kids movies and bad kids movies just the same as any other movie guys right all right well this one this is posted by a coward because it's anonymous uh but this coward (laughs) gives it four and a half out of stars and they said although it may not be well received by critics i have always had a great love of the whimsy of this movie as a child, I could appreciate the comedy. I don't know how you got any of the references, as well as feel empathy for North. It may not be suited for critics, but it is for me as well as my children. Oh dear God! <laughs> I think after uh, that, he his kids took him to court and found new parents. <laughs> my uh, my next one uh, comes from Ted M. I'm assuming it's Ted McGinley from. Happy Days and Love Boat. And oh, he Bear loved the, the references. Fame. Right. Well, he actually, he writes, it's a fun movie. This all-star cast had done an outstanding job. I think what drew me to watching this movie was seeing Elijah Wood, North, act as Tevye. There is some witty humor in this movie, coupled with the cast should make this movie a classic. From a philosophical point of view, I think this movie speaks to all of us and the freedom we all obtain when we learn to appreciate our parents and realize there's more to them than meets the eye. My parents are not Transformers. Uh, I, I, yeah. Are you sure? I, if they are, they're Autobots because they're very nice people. They are certainly not Decepticons. Oh, but I'm pretty positive they do not... Um, you know, uh, transform into vehicles. Oh, okay. Well, you might want to double check that. I might. Uh, this this next review is from Nathan B. Okay. <laughs> so it's a combination of us, Nathan Brendan. Uh, <laughs> says, I may be alone on this, but maybe it's because I was around 10 when I first saw this, but I find this movie entertaining. I love the cast members, and I have only liked Elijah Wood in two performances, North being one of them, and the other is Wilfred. I think adding Reba McIntyre, Dan Aykroyd, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Jason Alexander, and Bruce Willis in also was well played. That's not a sentence. 
though 99% of who sees this movie probably won't agree with me, but it's called an opinion. There are certainly movies that have been made that could take the role of worst movie ever. His examples are Parental Guidance, Yours, Mine, and Ours, and The Internship. But this certainly isn't one of them. Three and a half out of stars. I don't know if The Internship is one of the worst movies ever made. It's that Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn Vaughn Google Google movie. movie. I mean, it's fine. I don't know how that tracks with the, on the same subject matter as North. I don't know. Uh, I don't even anyhow. know. Even yours, mine, and ours remake. I mean, it's just a dumb kids movie, I guess. But at least there's your parent stuff in there. I, anyhow. Yeah. My, my next one comes from Tommy H. And I can only assume it's Tommy Hilfiger. Mm. To which he writes, Needs less ethnic stereotypes and more Bruce Willis in a pink bunny suit. I give it one star because it's fun to hear critics get mad at it. One out of stars. I'm surprised Tommy Hilfiger is complaining about racism. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, my last one is from George T. I can only assume it's George Takai, who says... Oh, that's uh, a long one. I doof. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase a little bit. Uh, he okay. says, he says this is how Roger Ebert reviewed the movie North. And then he takes the quote from the Roger Ebert review that I read earlier. He says, I might remind you, this is from the writer of Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, one of the worst movies of all time. Many people disliked this movie, it's true, but I insist they misunderstood it. The key to understanding it is hinted at at in the opening credits when we have a tour of all the toys in North's room. All the toys are silly references to the places and people North will visit during his adventure. It's only at the end this is revealed it was all a dream. This is crucial information. It tells us that all the outrageous caricatures in the movie were the product of the imagination of a naive kid. The film isn't guilty of stereotyping. North is. All kids have a simplistic simplistic grasp of the world and how it really works. But the best part of the film is the skillful craftsmanship and first-rate production values. It looks great, and all the acting is outstanding. It should be seen for what it is, a children's movie. Also of note, it's the movie debut of Scarlett Johansson at age nine, and Bruce Willis and Elijah Wood later appeared together in Sin City. Okay, cool, dude. Thanks for the IMDb trivia. (laughs) Also, again, it's that thing where it's like it's a kid's movie. You can't criticize it. It's fine. What do you give it out of stars? Uh, four out of stars. Okay. Well, my last one comes from Christopher N. I can only assume it's Christopher Nolan, despite the fact that he spelled Christopher with a K. Oh, no. I, I hope it says, I watched this on an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> this movie had a charm that many movies don't. I personally love it. It's a movie that always laughter at stereotypes and quick witty jokes while still maintaining a childish charm. Didn't realize how unpopular it was, but I love it. Four and a half out of stars. I'd like to go back to the uh, the line. It's a movie that allows laughter at stereotypes and quick, witty jokes. No. No, Christopher Nolan. No. Uh, well, I, I, I have always heard that uh, that movie inspired, uh, North inspired Tenet, from what I remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right well there you go guys those are the reviews those are the reviews fuck north oh. but but nathan we're, uh you know sometimes we watch good movies we do yeah, um, yeah sometimes we do so why don't you tell the folks uh since we're all buckled down we're we're having a having a time in this time of uh of covid and 
whatnot. So uh, what uh, what uh, what are you watching, bud? Well, actually, uh, this week I finally got around to watching Coco on Disney Plus. Oh, and I had a great time watching that movie. It was fun, uh, just simply because the um, the the crux of the movie is about a kid who wants to be a musician and him going to the land of the dead to find uh, his you know grandfather who was a musician. The uh, the music musical numbers that happen within the movie uh, aren't they didn't take me out of it and of course as we've said before it's animated so I mean I use I I'm pretty easy when it comes to like uh, animated musicals uh, the art style within the movie is really fun uh, it's got a lot of that you know the Sugar Skull Day of the Dead stuff going on um, you know you get a kind of a glimpse into what that holiday is all about if you don't know so yeah I absolutely recommend checking out Coco if you get a chance well there you go and, uh, so what about you there what are you watching bud well I, I've watched a very similar movie to Coco and it's a recent release called The Green Knight uh, <laughs> it's a film starring uh, Dev Patel it's about the uh, the Arthurian legend of uh, Gawain and how he goes uh Basically, what happens is it takes place during the Arthurian times in England. And, I mean, I say that as if it's a real thing and King Arthur was real, but he's not. But basically what happens is a giant tree man shows up and he's like, hey, um, I'm going to spar with whoever will take me on. And Dev Patel takes him on and he cuts his head off and he says, in a year, you need to uh, you need to come find me and I get to return the favor. So the whole uh, movie is super slow, but I love it because it's a nice slow buildup. There's lots of weird things. It's a beautiful movie. Um, it's it it's super bloody at times. Um, and why doesn't Dev Patel have an Oscar yet? Fuck the fuck you, Academy. Green Knight, check it out. An A24 movie that's super slow and kind of bloody, you don't say. <laughs> hey, I love it. I'm into the <laughs> yeah. style, so. Okay. Total All recommend right. The Green Knight. It's actually, I will I will say it here on this podcast, it is my uh, favorite movie of the year. Okay. So far. I mean, we so are as in I say, uh, we, We've got some time left, yep. <laughs> as of September when we were recording this, it is currently my favorite movie of the year. Okay. But there you go. That's what we're watching. Uh, we talked. We of course you could check out our social media and see what we're going to talk about next week. What movie? We'll hint at it. We can guess what we are going to do based on a little screen crap. Eh? There you go. Uh, but it's fun. But Nathan, is your buddy is your buddy Montrose around to say a few things? He is. Just one moment. Okay. Hello. Oh wait. Don't you dare. You wish you could sound as elegant and, and as and as uh, refined as I do. I, your friend Montrose Mankington the Third, yeah, and I, 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 uh, I would welcome everybody, but because he tried to imitate me, I don't, I don't invite Brendan. Uh, uh, to Nathan come. told me to do it. He said you'd like it. You know what? Um, I will have words with him much later. Uh, but I, I do invite everybody else out there uh, to my YouTube channel, Montrose Monkington TV, uh, and also my Facebook group, uh, Montrose Monkington III Esquire and Friends. And if you so do wish to tweet at me, you certainly can do so on your Twitter devices at Montrose the Third. That's the number 3RD. Thank you. More later. Thank you, Montrose... Monkey Get tennis. bent. Oh, wow. Okay. I guess he hates both of us now.
Well, you've imitated him, so. Well, I told you he'd love it, didn't I? You son of a bitch. (laughs) (sighs) Well, Nathan, I think Mm. that pretty much wraps it up. You can find us all over the place. You can find us on all the podcast apps. Of course, our home base is Age of Radio. Big time. We're also on Facebook. Just search for us. What were they thinking? We're on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. Patreon.com slash WWTT Podcast. Redbubble, Public, all that good stuff. Find us, follow us, love us, dance with us. Like no one's watching. Or no one's listening because podcasts, right? Right. But do you have any questions about this week's film? Oh, a few. Okay. Well, I'll try. So, with a movie that was directed by a n- notoriously uh, left-leaning uh, director, yes. and in in a movie uh, that was, I'm, I'm assuming, was supposed to appeal to uh, you know a younger generation to get them, you know, moving forward in life, uh, to, uh, whilst also appreciating their parents, and with a movie where. We couldn't throw a rock without hitting a stereotype. And in a movie where I'm pretty sure Rob Reiner didn't stop once and think to himself, this might be considered offensive what I'm doing here with these uh, Inuit folk. I I simply, I need to ask. Mm Mm-hmm. Oof. What were they thinking? 